It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio for the entire hour. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Phone lines are open right now at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Phone lines and text lines are open right now. So by all means, give us a call. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful. Steve, we need to do a public announcement. I hope that's okay. What do you got? I've gotten 10 calls last week about people receiving calls, supposedly from HP and Microsoft. Your computer's infected. If you question this, I can almost guarantee it's a scam. If you question it, ask them where they got your phone number. Ask them how they know your PC is infected. Stops them dead. If they can't explain to you the, the how they honestly received your phone number, you have to assume they are cold calling and especially baby boomers and seniors. I should not be getting 10 calls a week on this. This is way out of line. We cannot reward their bad behavior by giving them money. And if anybody has a problem with this, I invite you to call me. I will help you fight this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and one of the other things we've pointed out over the years on the program is they don't have the time, they don't have the resources to out of the blue call you up. Keep that in mind. Microsoft, Dell, HP, they're not going to call you. No. No. See, and, and the reality is, is, is how did they get your number? How do they know it's your computer? How, what's your external IP address? How are they seeing your computer on their end? It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. And, and we've got to, as, as, as consumers, take it upon ourselves to just put a stop to this foolishness. Yeah, and it is one of the more common one of the more common scams out there. It's been going on for years. Big money. If you get a call, if you you don't want to interact with the people, I understand. Um, hang up the phone. It, I I just can't imagine. I don't even want to say ninety nine times out of a hundred. I would say nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand. Oh, absolutely. It'd be a scam. Absolutely. And and, and here's the thing too. Keep this in mind. If you get a web page on your in your browser says, "Oh my goodness, your computer is infected. Call this number." Don't bother. Restart your machine and it'll probably go away. You probably ran into a website that has a small little infection and it's only going to be momentary because the webmasters are on top of this like ugly on an ape. It's a web page. It's not an infection on your computer. It's coming in to a browser. Restart your computer, and it's probably going to be gone. Again, if it's not gone, give me a call. I'll give you a couple of tools quick, and you can clean it up yourself. Probably something caught in your cache file. We just cannot allow these people. And they come across so nice, Steve. I'm here to help you. Microsoft wants me to give you a hand. And it just starts out real nice, and before you know it, it's forty nine dollars and ninety nine dollars and one hundred and ninety nine and two ninety nine, and right up the elevator you go. Don't do it. Don't bother. It's nonsense. All right, good advice to start the show. 
Here are the numbers again, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Text 81807, that's 81807. Let's start today's show on the phone lines. Let's go to Dennis in Prior Lake. Dennis, you're on the air. Yes, sir. i got two questions. One is my daughter has a, an original Surface, Microsoft Surface computer. Seems like a quality little machine. It's got Windows 8.1 RT. Mm-hmm. Can that be upgraded to Windows 10 because it's a difficult program to work with? And number two, uh, you mentioned Outlook. I've had Outlook, Microsoft Outlook, as an email program for a number of years, and you talk about upgrading that to uh, Gmail. Could you uh, respond to those two questions? Yeah. um, Windows 8 RT and Windows 7 RT, it depends upon your license. Most of the time, if you're going to upgrade, you're going to actually have to buy an operating system. Uh, With this Windows 8, I'm not certain. Your best approach is to contact Microsoft directly and ask them if it can be done and how to go about it. I'm going to guess you're going to be able to download it online and upgrade it and let the good times roll. Now, as for Outlook, Outlook is a local email client. If you're using it sparingly and not beating it up and using it as a database, it's perfectly fine to use. Gmail is a Gmail is an email service. And even if you've got a Gmail account, you can continue to use Outlook. The thing with Outlook, Outlook kind of defaults so we configure our email using POP3 instead of IMAP. You want your what you want your email based on web-based mail or IMAP, IMAP, not POP3. And if you go to Google and type in POP the number 3, POP3 space VS for versus space capital I, capital M, capital A, capital P, you will get an enormous information explaining why we should be using IMAP instead of POP3. And Dennis, thank you for the call and have a good weekend. That is a good one to start the program. By the way, our number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. Tech Talk Saturdays. Between 1 and 2 here on CCO. Let's go to Ann in Burnsville. Ann, you're on the air. Hi, Doug. I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. What can we do for you? Oh, I hope. I had to buy a new Dell laptop last July. It came loaded with Windows 10. Okay. I keep getting the pop-up for the the Dell Support Assist plug-in update. And from what I can tell on the Internet, Windows 10 is, is not compatible with that. This has been an issue with Dell since last summer. I actually, when I get a machine, I try to leave as much software from the company that relates to like Dell software as long as I can for while they're under warranty. However, when it comes to the Dell Assist, I take that right off. And if I'm not mistaken, you can get Revo Uninstaller and you can take it right down to nothing. I would say remove it. In addition to that, I have discovered that by taking off some of the other things that come with your Dell computer, unless you're using them, take that off. Your whole machine is going to run better. Uh, Dell's got several things that have to do with, with driver managers and backup systems and a lot of things that I find are absorbing people's 
bandwidth or their internet speed and really not accomplishing what they want to accomplish. Um, Good luck with that. And if you need help, give me a call next week. I'd be more than happy to connect up to you remotely and help you take that stuff off. And thank you for the call. Yeah, and Doug, you brought this up before. Whenever you buy a new computer, there is a lot of stuff on there you don't need. It seemed to be a lot worse years ago. Exactly. But it's still a problem right now. Um, There are things you can do right out of the gate, things you don't need to get out of there. And, you know, the the Dell Assist thing was really a good idea. This was actually put on people's computers. So if you or I, Steve, were to buy a new computer, had a problem, Dell could give us assistance just by us giving them our service tag number. They could actually pop right into your computer and help the way I do remotely. Now, for whatever reason, and I'm not certain what the conflict is between that Dell Assist and Windows 10, there's some type of security issues that are going on, and it's it's raising havoc on a lot of people's computers. It's a bad, bad thing. I know that Dell has addressed this. I think they've got it repaired. But if you're having trouble with it, just remove it. You don't need it. All right. And on new machines still today, do you see a lot of stuff that's unneeded? Yeah, I got a new Dell that I set up for a gentleman last week, um, and, and and it really did. It had a bunch. When I put his SSD drive in, I took all of it off. And it's just like every time I took some more of that off, it got faster and faster and faster and faster. And even though there was no McAfee, so to speak, that was running other than than the than the web advisor, when I went down into the services, I found McAfee antivirus service running as well. So I had to take that out too. It, it's still kind of going on, and most of it is to protect you from viruses that might come up the minute you enter the internet before you have anything initialized but a lot of it can you can just do away with i and i really like the website should i remove it.com just like it sounds no spaces should i remove it.com they do a tremendous job of giving you the research and telling you what you can get by with how many people have taken it off what the consequences of taking something good off might be and they just do a great job. So if you're in question, shouldiremoveit.com is a great website to check out as well. All right, Tech Talk will continue in a moment. We have a number of texts. That line available to you for every program here on the CCO, 81807. Send your text uh, when you can do it safely, 81807. Our phone lines are full right now. Coming out of the break, we're going to visit with David, Mike, Raul, and Jane in that order Coming up here on Tech Talk, so the phone lines are busy. And a little bit later on in the program, we'll uh, circle back around to some of the things you put on a new computer first and foremost. We'll we'll try and squeeze that in as well uh, today. It is 119 here at CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. Phone number 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. And we had a phone line open up. Text, always good, 81807. Quick text before we go to the phone lines again. Uh, someone was wondering... If podcasts are available of this show, and they indeed are, go to play.it and search Tech Talk 
and you'll find our podcast. So play.it, and then in the search box, put in Tech Talk, and you'll find all our programs cataloged there. Very easy indeed. All right, let's go to the phone lines right now and bring in David. David and Woodbury, you're on the air. Hi, uh, Doug. I'm, thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. What can we do for you? I uh, was doing uh, Googling a recipe this morning, and all of a sudden I got a red screen with a message, unauthorized access detected. There you Your go. Computer. Pardon? There you go. That's, that's some of the malware that you can run into. Um, if you can cont- restart your computer, if you continue to get this, open up a different browser, preferably Firefox or Google Chrome or whatever, and go to Google.com and in the search box, type in ADW Cleaner. No spaces. A is in apple, D is in dog, W is in winter. The word cleaner, uh, no spaces, space. A plus sign, space. Major geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S dot. And that will bring you to Major Geeks File Depository and take you right to the link where you can download ADW Cleaner. It will not require you installing any program. Just load the database do your scan, tell it to delete everything it finds, reboot, and your computer will be clean again. This is part of the scams that Steve and I were talking about earlier. This has come in from a website, possibly even a search engine website. So that these things are flying around, and just beware, don't fall for it. And thank you so much for the call, Dave. Yeah, have multiple browsers. Absolutely. Yeah, Firefox and Chrome, and that kind of goes to the follow-up on a new computer there's things you remove. I'm sure one of the first things you do is install other browsers. Right. First thing. Absolutely. And one thing that I noticed with Firefox, Steve, that we've never discussed. Firefox, if you get a version, and if I'm not mistaken, version 48 and above, I think we're up to like 52, 53, 54, whatever right now. But the newer versions of Firefox will update themselves when you open up your browser. What I'm seeing from time to time, as people are working on them before they actually have a chance to update. If you're questioning your Firefox, open it up, go to Tools, slide down and select About, and it will come up and tell you if you've got the latest version. If you do not have your menu bar up, right-click on your top bar and then put a check mark by Menu, and you'll get the normal Windows menu bar on the left-hand side. But that's something to really watch. Firefox and Google will maintain themselves, Google Chrome will keep themselves up to date continuously if allowed to. Yeah, and by the way, we're on 5332 bit here in the studio. You bet. Perfect. So it is one of those things I can't say enough. I can't remember the last time I used Internet Explorer. Yeah, uh, it's. I, I just. Got out of the habit, and I don't use it. It's Chrome or Firefox. It's becoming more and more irrelevant, so to speak. Now, when people have favorites and they put their favorites sure. or their bookmarks in Internet Explorer, sometimes I got to open it up and then I got to export them or import them into Chrome or Mozilla. But once they're out, now I got to say this too for Microsoft the Microsoft Edge browser is a fast browser and seems to be much more stable and much more secure than Internet Explorer. However, I am in such 
of a of a human habit of going to Chrome and Firefox, I rarely open it up. Very rare. All right, let's go to Mike Minneapolis. Mike, you're on the air. Hi guys. Hi Mike. Um, hey, I'm I'm wondering if it's possible to download text messages from an iPhone to a PC or an external hard drive. Um, that can get a little tricky depending upon your provider. Now, at one time, Gmail had, so I could actually carry on a, a text message chat, so to speak, inside a Gmail. And then they went through some transition where that became a little bit more difficult. I'm going to have to do some searching on that. I, I think it's very difficult unless you have exclusive rights from your provider. I, I think I know what you want to do, and it's possible to display them, but I don't know if you can actually download them and save them. I'm going to have to do some research on that and get back to you. Give me a call next week or send me an email to admin at wccotech.com, and, um, and I'll see what I can find out for you. Wish I had a better answer. All right, let's go to Jane in Woodbury. Jane, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Doug. Sure. I have. We have a Windows 10 computer here, and um, periodically I'll get a message that pops up no matter what site I happen to be on. It'll say JavaScript update available. I don't know what JavaScript is, and do I need to do that update? What should I do with that? Yeah, you know, I have actually taken Java off almost every computer that I work on. Now, if you're going to specific websites that require Java, then you have to keep your Java up to date and go to java.com and it'll check to make sure that you've got the latest version of Java. And and Java is by a company called Oracle, wonderful company. And Java for many, many, many years was safe and secure and no worries. If, if memory serves me five or six years ago, an older version of Java got hacked, and that was not good for anyone. Now, today, Google and Mozilla Firefox and Google Chrome both will do the Java job for you in the background. If you're using Internet Explorer or Edge I, and you're going to websites that require Java, you're going to need to update your Java. Sounds to me like you've got an old version of Java on your computer. So I'm going to recommend that you go to java.com and check to see what versions you're running and either get rid of them or update. And thank you for the call, and good luck. All right, going to break here for the weather at the bottom of the hour. Uh, a text says, Edge is far better than Chrome. Yeah, You know, I can't argue that. Here's the thing. When you first start up Windows 10, Edge browser... It's really, it's fast. I mean, it's really fast. Um, if you're looking for speed, now Microsoft swears up and down. They've got all the security things taken care of. I I think they do. As far as saying it's better than Chrome, I have trouble with that, but I have to admit, Steve, I'm biased. Yeah. Right. I'm a Google guy. I admit it. Um Hey, it's kind of like the old Ford Chevy debates. And on that note, we'll take a quick break. We've got the news. We've got the uh, weather. Uh, or not, No news yet. News at 2. We've got the weather momentarily. Then more tech talk. We've got Judy in Maplewood, Mark in Plymouth waiting on the phone lines, and a ton of texts to get to. By the way, our text line, 81807. Our phone number, 651 989 
9226. We'll have the weather in a moment. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. Our studio coordinator is Jonathan Lowe. Couple of lines open at 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. And let's get to the phone lines. A couple of folks have been waiting for a while right now. Judy and Maplewood. Judy, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. I really do love this show. Thank you. I have a Microsoft 10. And I think about a week, week and a half ago, an automatic update must have taken place. I'm not real geek savvy. And when I was on the computer, and I had to wait till it updated. And now, whenever I turn it on, I, a little window appears that says, do you allow this app to make changes to your device? And it says, verified publisher is Microsoft Corporation. I don't know if I should say yes or no. Uh, you really have no choice. They, they have actually upgraded to... Uh if I'm not mistaken, they're designer's edition. And one huge advantage of using Classic Shell, which if you're not using it, I recommend that you go to ClassicShell.net, C-L-A-S-S-I-C-S-H-E-L-L.net, download it, go into settings, set everything up, locate the enable hybrid shutdown and shut it off. There's other ways to shut that off also. Just run a search in Google, Windows 10, plus how to turn off or disable hybrid shutdown. This update may not be getting completed because of the way your Windows is configured to shut down with the hybrid shutdown. I disable that on every computer I work on. That might be it, but yeah, you're going to have to allow this publisher to get done. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. Yeah, a lot of great calls on the program today. The phone lines have been very busy indeed. And uh, let's bring in Mark in Plymouth. Mark, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, I Mark. bought a tab. I bought a uh, Windows 10 tablet. And hey. it's a magnificent little machine that has all the inputs, et cetera. Sure. But I was wondering, is it possible? Well, I have two items. But I was wondering, is it possible to revert from Windows 10 back to 7? Because I'm having a terrible time <laughs> learning 10. It's just, it's different. Um, I, I've got a better idea for you. The last caller, we talked about Classic Shell. That's what you're missing. Um, just open up Edge or a browser. And, and is that available on a tablet real quick? Though? Absolutely. Okay. Download it and install it and let the good times roll. The first time you click your button, it'll come up and you'll left-click settings. And and the classic shell window will come open. Put a tech mark in all settings and get to know this program. You can make your user interface look like XP, Windows 7, Windows 8, and still have all of the functionality of Windows 10. I, I think that's what you're fighting with, and that's, that would be my advice. If you have trouble with that, give me a call next week. I'll connect up to you remotely, and we'll get you configured, and you'll be happy with your Windows 10. And thank you for the call. All right. Once again, another great call on the program today, and we certainly do appreciate that. Uh, let's go next to John in Oakdale. John, you're on the air. Hello. Doug, thank you for the best show on the radio. Well, thank you. Um, I've got uh, I use Outlook for my email client. Okay, and I've got I set it up as Pop Three. Can I change that to IMAP somehow? Yes, uh, you've got to create another account with uh, your same email, and so when you first reconfigure this, one of them will be getting 
a, a, a bad message. You can, you can, if depending upon the version of Outlook you have, you should be able to take the check mark out of send and receive on the Pop3 account. Once you get your, your account set up as a new account, same email, of course, then you take and you open up Outlook and you copy all the folders from the Pop3 account to the IMAP account. Then you delete the Pop3 account out entirely. This can take a while, depending on how much email you have, because what you're doing is you're sending your messages back up to the cloud. It also depends on what your email address is. If you got a Gmail account, no problem. If you got Yahoo, probably no problem. If you have MSN or Hotmail, this can get to be an issue, but it can be done. It's just going to take a little bit longer. And if you have trouble with this, you give me a call next week. I'll be more than happy to help you. And by the way, we'll have Doug's uh, phone number and email at the end of the program. Uh, We promise we're going to be going to the text line very shortly. One more call real quick right now. Gordy Maple Grove. Gordy, you're on the air. Hi, guys. Um, I've got a Samsung 10.1 tablet, and when I try to charge it, I get an X in the little battery display. Do I need another battery? I'm not sure. Um, run a search on Google. Uh, this is a Samsung 10.1 tablet, right? Gordy, I still yeah. got you. That, it, yeah. that, it's a Samsung, right? Right. You can also go to Samsung support on their website and shoot them a question. I, I'm not certain. Is it not charging? Uh, last night it did not charge. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's probably your battery. Uh, some of these are real difficult to take apart and get changed. Some of them not so bad. Um, get on the Samsung website and shoot them a little notice. And remember, their time is off, so you might have to wait like a day, day and a half. Uh, but they should be able to get back to you on that in, in post haste. I wish I had a better answer for you, but I am just not aware. Uh, thanks for the call, and good luck, Gordy. All right, uh, great calls there. We promised we'd go to the tax line. By the way, we have time for calls, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 is our phone number on the program. All right, here we go. Um, let's uh, talk texts. Let's start uh, with Quickie here. Please explain why you recommend more than one browser. Oh, I, there's a 100 reasons. First and foremost. Give me maybe your top two or three. The top one absolutely is in case one of them gets damaged. You can still get on the internet and do research. In addition to that, I have Google Chrome on every computer I work on because I encourage people to have a Gmail account, and I will generally set up their Gmail account with their Google account. And it gives me the opportunity to explain the difference between these two and the similarities between these two and why people need to have all their passwords saved and know what their credentials are and how it affects the Chrome browser. Mozilla Firefox is just Firefox. It's one of the best browsers out there. And here's the thing, Steve. I think you already know this. When you're surfing the net, different websites will actually render content differently than other browsers. So one browser might be just a little bit off, and you open up the browser, do a copy and paste on the web address into the new browser, and up, oh, it's all nice and clean. 
In addition to that, if you're running CCleaner from time to time, which you should be doing, it will clean out the temporary cache files, the history files, and all the stuff that slows down a browser. If you're busy and you ain't got time to run CCleaner, you can open up another browser, get through your workday, and then run CCleaner. And there's just a tremendous amount of information about browsers and what you should have, but absolute bare minimum. On a Linux computer, two browsers, bare minimum. On a PC, absolute three browsers minimum. Windows 10, four browsers minimum. That gives you, on a, on a Windows 10 machine, Internet Explorer, Windows Edge, Google Chrome, and Firefox. Multiple browsers, absolutely necessary beyond any degree of, of question. All right, uh, Doug, uh, let's get through some more texts here. Um, how do you put your pictures on a CD from your computer? I'm getting a different computer and want to keep my photos. And I know you don't necessarily have to burn a CD or DVD to do that. If you have a burner, that's helpful. But uh, Google and uh you know, ha- having a Gmail account, you can move your photos that way. Absolutely. You know, rather than using the DVD, if you've got a Gmail account, you open up Google Drive. Once you have Google Drive open up in a web browser, preferably Chrome, you open up Windows Explorer, not to be confused with Internet Explorer. Go to your pictures folder, do a Control-A, shade everything, left Mouse click on any shaded file, drag it over, and drop it on Drive. Send them up to the clouds. Start up your new computer. Open up your Gmail account. Go to Google Drive. Open up Windows Explorer. Copy them from the Google Drive right straight back down into your computer. Right away, you've got three copies, one on the old computer, one up in Google Drive, and one on the new computer. Tremendous solution. Burning a CD and a DVD has never been easier than in Windows 8 and 10. You can open up Windows Explorer, put in a disk, go to your files, and send them right straight to the drive, and they burn. It's that simple. Windows Explorer, it's come a long, long ways. The complexity of even five or ten years ago is gone. Yeah, and what's nice about that, and you've talked about uh, if people are interested in having a locked copy of their files, uh, either on CD or DVD. DVDs hold more uh, data, if you will, than a CD. Correct. But once you once you close that and burn that, that's then you locked. Can ta- then you can take it to another computer or even run it on a DVD machine uh, that's connected to your TV. Right. I, I, it's it's begi- it's getting to be that flexible. Uh, now, where people have trouble burning CDs and DVDs is that they do not close the disk. If we, if you leave it open, you can add to that disk, you can take away from that disk on that computer using that particular drive only. But once it's closed, then it becomes like almost, and I hate to use the word public, but you can take it, it's portable. You can take it and put it on any CD, DVD burner. A CD will hold approximately 660 megabytes. A DVD will hold four gigabytes. A lot more will go on a DVD. And and depending upon your compression, you might even be able to get more data on it than that. So great, great text. All right. And storage is cheap. We've talked about it before. External hard drives. 
dirt cheap right now. Tons of storage, more than you'll ever need. Uh, one terabyte, two terabyte on up. Under a hundred bucks. Well, and if you and if you got a new computer that gives you USB 3.0, you can actually get an SSD external hard drive today. I, I saw one at Best Buy last week, 256 gig, 119 dollars. Wow! And that was an SSD drive. So you're talking lickety split transfer between your hard drive and that external SSD. So yeah, the options are unbelievable today, and the prices. They're affordable. Yeah, and if you're getting a new computer, uh, you may want to pick up an external hard drive Absolutely, anyway. absolutely. You know, even the spinners now, those are really cheap. Oh, you can get two, three, four terabytes for under 100 bucks. Yeah. Nothing to it. Yep. 148, quick break. Uh, we have a couple of calls waiting, uh, and we'll get to those right out of the break. Doug and Joan are hanging on the line. Tech Talk, it's been a busy day here on the CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Eight minutes down front of two, we have all the news and weather at two. And the good news is the vet is in between two and three o'clock today. Dr. Gene Gesky is going to join us today. So if you have a question about your pet, dog, cat, feel free to call the program next hour Ask the Vet here on CCO today. 52 and breezy, east winds at 13 miles an hour. Let's start with the phone lines. Uh, we got to go quick. Time is tight. Let's bring in Doug. Doug, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Hi Doug. Doug. Do we got you? Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Great show. Thank you so much. What can we help you with? I got a call from my internet provider saying that my router might not be keeping up with the the speed of the internet. Okay. Is that something that, that I should update and get, get a new router? Uh, you know, uh, for a long time now, and I know people a lot of times want to buy their own equipment. Uh, my experience is this, and I've worked on a lot of them. If you have CenturyLink, I'm going to suggest that you use their router, their modem router. If you have Comcast, I'm going to make the exact same suggestion. I understand that we got to pay like 10 bucks a month for a rental fee. I just don't think you can get better equipment. And here's the thing, especially with Comcast. If Comcast updates your Doxus, which is your firmware, the software within that device, if you have an outside vendor modem slash router, they may not be able to update that properly, and that is going to raise havoc. They're not there to sell you a bunch of equipment. At 10 bucks a month, an Aris router from Comcast is a tremendous piece of equipment. The router you get from CenturyLink or Prism is a tremendous piece of equipment. I just don't think you can do any better for 10 bucks a month. And you, something goes wrong, you call it, you swap it out, and rock and roll. I wish I had better news, but yeah, I would just take their modem and let the good times roll. All right, let's go to Joan and Fridley. Joan, go quick. Hello. Um, my computer has never maintained the correct time. My kids have changed and grandkids have changed the time over and over again. And I have an HP computer, and uh, it's got Windows 10. Does this happen to have – does this happen when you shut your computer off? No, it just never has the right time. It never – Okay, um, you need to get into your time properties 
and you need to change your internet time server. Uh, and Windows 10, if I'm not mistaken, you right-click on your clock and select properties. And if you have trouble finding this, give me a call. I'll connect up to you remotely. But we'll change that server. I'm seeing that on every new computer I got. There's different time servers, and you need to select one of the government time servers, and it should pop right in for you and straighten right out. Make sure you got the right time zone and the right time server. Um, Give me a call next week, and I'll help you out with that. And thank you for the call. And by the way, we'll have Doug's uh, phone number here in a moment. We're just about out of time. Um, As a matter of fact, we probably don't have time to be fair to a text or a call before we say goodbye. A lot of great calls, a lot of great texts. We'll be back next week. I'll be out of the uh, building. Uh, Eric's going to be sitting in with Doug next Saturday uh, between 1 and 2 o'clock. Doug, before we run, what's your phone number and email? Ah, Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOtech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. 552-9543. And have a good trip to Arizona. All right. Very good, Doug. Take care. I will see you in a couple of weeks here Excellent. on Tech Talk. Remember, Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart comes your way Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock.